A lot is happening when physicians are looking for their first professional position. They're finishing training, taking their boards, and trying to decide where they may want to live and practice medicine. But as overwhelming as that may be, it's incredibly important that you do your due diligence as you decide which practice is the right fit for you. And make sure you know how you'll be protected from malpractice risks in the future. In today's episode, we're going to give you five questions to ask potential new employers to put you in the driver's seat and make sure that you get the right malpractice protection. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. If you're new to our channel, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. We release a new episode every week, both on YouTube and your favorite podcast streaming platform, so be sure to like and subscribe to stay connected. Okay, let's jump in. Whether you're a resident or a fellow getting ready to start your medical career, or maybe you're an established practitioner who's considering a job change, if you're looking at employment with either a hospital, a medical group, or another healthcare entity, it is absolutely essential that you know what's going on with your malpractice insurance. Smart doctors ask questions up front to make sure they understand what kind of coverage is being provided for them so they can negotiate terms and make adjustments where needed. So here are the five things that you need to know before signing any employment contract. Question number one, what type of policy is it? It's important for you to know what type of malpractice insurance policy is being provided for you, occurrence or claims made. Claims made coverage triggers based on when the claim was made against the provider. So a physician must carry the insurance while they are actively practicing and then obtain tail insurance or nose or prior acts coverage from a new carrier after their policy is canceled in order to continue coverage in the event that a claim is made after the termination date. Occurrence coverage triggers based on when the medical incident actually occurred, even if the claim is filed after the policy has been canceled. Tail insurance is not necessary for occurrence policies. Just a quick side note, we do have two great episodes that talk in detail about occurrence versus claims made and tail coverage. So we'll link those for you here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, and we'll also drop them in the show notes as well. Even if you think you know the differences in those policy types, these episodes might be a really good refresher for you before you go into your contract negotiations. If your group is providing a claims made policy for you, it's important to find out who is responsible for purchasing the tail coverage when you leave. This is an often overlooked item that needs to be decided early in your contract negotiations and ideally written into your employment agreement so there's no confusion when you leave. Tail insurance can be expensive, typically one and a half to two times your annual premium. So you'll need to be prepared for that expense if it will be your responsibility. 
I can't stress enough how important this particular issue is when you're having conversations with potential employers. There have been so many doctors who have no idea what kind of malpractice insurance they actually have. And we frequently get calls from providers who have turned in their letters of resignation only to be handed a tail bill for a huge amount of money that they were not expecting to pay. While there are often options to shop around to find the best tail rate or even to continue the malpractice coverage, I don't want you to get blindsided. So make sure you negotiate the terms of your coverage up front. It's always easier to ask for concessions and accommodations at the beginning of your career while you still have leverage, as opposed to the end of your employment, especially if things get a little rocky when you depart. So let's move on to question number two, who will be paying for your policy? Ask your potential employer who will be paying for your malpractice insurance policy. It may be covered by the group, it might get deducted from your pay, or you may be individually responsible for paying the premium. When you're insured as part of a group or a network, you usually get a better rate than if you were just buying insurance on your own. So having malpractice insurance provided for you is definitely a perk, but only if it's quality coverage. So it's important that you ask all of these questions to make an educated decision. Question number three, are you covered on a shared limits basis or do you have your own individual policy limit? Be sure to understand how much coverage you have in the event that you are named in a medical malpractice claim. If you are covered on a shared limit policy, that means that you and all of the other named individuals will be sharing the same policy limit, which potentially reduces the amount of coverage that's available to you. For example, if you are covered under a $1 million shared limit policy and a claim is filed naming you, the practice, and two other individuals under the insurance, you're all going to be sharing that $1 million in coverage. That doesn't leave a lot for you, does it? For that reason, it's generally recommended that physicians and higher level practitioners have their own individual policy limits so that you have an exclusive amount of coverage earmarked just for you in the event that you're named in a malpractice claim. Also, be sure to ask how much coverage you'll have under the group's malpractice insurance. If you're not satisfied with the level of coverage and you wish to increase your limits, Ask the group if you can bump up your coverage to meet your needs. Sometimes when this happens, we'll see a group who might agree to offer the higher limits, but then they may ask the provider to pay the difference in premium. So do enter into that dialogue with eyes wide open so that you can determine what kind of coverage and what amount is just right for you. Moving on to question number four. Is coverage limited to your scope and duty as an employee of the medical group? Most employed physicians' malpractice policies are not written on a broad form. They are limited scope and duty policies. This means that your policy only covers you for claims related to the work that you do for that employer. If the incident that led to a complaint falls outside the scope of your job description or falls within a policy exclusion, you may not have coverage. If you provide professional medical services outside the scope of your employment, even if it's as a volunteer or a favor to your neighbor, you may need to have a separate policy in order to be covered. 
Remember that Good Samaritan laws protect you only in emergency situations. If you find yourself in this situation and need to secure malpractice insurance for work that you do outside of your employment, you'll want to obtain a moonlighting policy or a part-time insurance policy to ensure that you're protected. Luckily, these policies are readily available and they're usually priced at discounted rates. So obtaining a second policy is generally affordable and it gives you the peace of mind that you need. And finally, question number five, do you have consent to settle? Individual physicians and their employers may have different views when it comes to the impact of large verdict cases. Consent to settle becomes a key issue in these instances. When your malpractice insurance policy contains a consent provision, the carrier must obtain your direct written consent before settling a claim on your behalf. Consent to settle is important because it allows you to play an active role in the handling of your case. It gives you a voice in your defense. Make sure you've read your malpractice insurance policy to know your rights when it comes to matters of individual consent or engage with a knowledgeable insurance agent to help you. If you're still interested in working for the group, but you're just not thrilled with the malpractice coverage that they're providing for you, you may want to ask about obtaining your own separate policy. We've worked with many doctors over the years that want to carry their own malpractice insurance. That way they can get the type of coverage that they want, the limits that they want, and they can be covered for work that they do anywhere. But not every employer will allow you to do this. So proceed with caution if you want to ask about this as an option for your work. For those providers who were allowed to get their own coverage, many times the group was willing to give them a stipend or offset the cost for them a bit since they aren't paying to add you to the group's coverage. So give that some thought as you move forward in your contract negotiation conversations. We've given you a lot of information today, but don't worry, I've got you covered. We have a cheat sheet for you that has all five of these critical questions, along with some other thoughts and suggestions as you prepare to enter into your discussions with potential employers. So click the link in this episode's show notes or that description box below, and you can download your free copy today. If you have any questions on this topic or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. We have some great episodes lined up for you in the next few weeks. I hope you found this one helpful. If so, could you do me a favor and give us a like and leave a review? And please be sure to subscribe to our show so that you can catch our next installment of Malpractice Insights, where we're dedicated to helping you understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.